0: Good morning, welcome back to What's the Line, Monday morning podcast, season three. I'm your host, Jordan. We're here with Mike.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back.
0: And Marky P.
2: Yes, in the building. Week one, let's get it.
0: Yes. All right, P, kick us off with a recap of last night's NFC East week one battle between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants.
2: It was a blowout. I, I was going to leave it there, but um, yeah, The it was awful turnovers everywhere from the Giants from the start of the game uh interceptions fumbles rain all over the place Daniel Jones got sacked eight times I believe he was still out there late in the fourth quarter taking hit after hit it was disgusting it wasn't a game that really deserves talking about so yeah it was a blowout and that's my review on that game
0: all right so let's kick this new season off with a recap of our early window the Bucks take on the Vikings winning 2017 Bucks cover the four-point spread. Under head coach Todd Bowles, the Bucks are now eight and fourteen and two at the spread as a road dog. The Vikings are now seven, 11 and one at the spread in this career. Mike, what'd you think of this game?
1: So this was a game that I didn't get to check out. I was at the commander's game in the early window, but I did get to see some highlights. And I was actually initially leaning with the Buccaneers. I felt like A lot of people are off this team, and for good reason. Um, They don't really have an identity, but, I mean, you don't have to have an identity every week. Um, The Vikings, a team I was high on last year, um, I I didn't think they were a 13-win team necessarily. They had a lot of good breaks go their way, um, winning a lot of, uh, you know, crazy wild games. You know, remember that Colts game, but um, Baker Mayfield didn't look half bad. As everybody, you know, suspected, I didn't really know what to expect from the Buccaneers, but I guess, you know, when you catch a team by surprise, you know, obviously they caught the Vikings by surprise today. uh, And that was enough to get out of there with a W in a hostile environment. The Vikings, they just, I don't know. I don't know, man, you know. Justin Jefferson, he's great, but like when I look at the Vikings, I just don't think they're necessarily the greatest team. But yeah, Buccaneers, they did enough, man. Baker Mayfield was decent, and the guy there with a W. So shout out to the Buck.
2: Yeah, this game, um, I really enjoyed from the standpoint of just watching a line. I've been watching these NFL lines all summer. It's the first summer I feel like I've been just uh, attached to NFL throughout it. But this line kept going down and kept going, and there's, there's nothing that I wanted to touch. Just like Mike said. You didn't know what to expect Baker Mayfield out there, but I mean, they made plays, right? Like he could, you know, make still make plays just like we saw with that Rams game. Uh, I think it was like a Thursday night game last um, oh. last year. Yes, yeah, but amazing. like, yeah, he made he makes plays like he put his head down late to get a first down. Like he didn't care about the contact. He just he's Baker Mayfield, right? Like he's gonna get another contract off this one game. So no, but it it was good to see that they they cover, um Todd Bowles this is not a good spot for him as a road dog before this game I think it was 7-14 and two against the spread coming into this spot as a road dog so they got it done but uh I'm gonna look to fade that very soon so shout out to the Bucks today though but yeah like you said Mike I don't know what the deal with the Vikings are but they won a lot of close games last year
1: and this year is probably gonna come back to bite them yeah, cause and 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 prior to last year, they had lost a lot of close games. So I knew that like last year, things could potentially even out. But I'm kind of seeing a downward, a down year for them. But we'll see, man. It's only week one. That's true.
0: Yeah, I kind of had this game on upset alert a little bit. I looked at it early this morning and kind of didn't touch it. It's kind of like you said, Vikings, they won a lot of close games last year. And, and I was expecting the opposite, but just kind of seeing how the offense and Kirk Cousins and just, I don't know, just the writing was on the wall that the Bucs was going to come out with the W. I feel it. All right. In the afternoon, we had the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins get the win 36-34. Dolphins covered a three-point spread and are now 6-3 and three at the spread as a road dog under head coach Michael Daniel. The Chargers are now 6-8-1 at the spread as a home favorite under Justin Herbert. Can you kick us off with this one?
2: Uh, yeah, this was exciting, crazy exciting. Um, I'm a two-phone guy these days, so I'm going to point out the stats very easily and not have to struggle through it like how I used to last season. But yeah, I mean, Tua Tunga, by law. Tua threw for 466 yards, three touchdowns, but he wasn't the story in my opinion. It was Tyreek Hill. 11 receptions, 215 yards, two touchdowns. He was all over the place. It looked like at one point he went out for an injury but came back. Um, you know, this is a Chargers team that, you know, coming big expectations coming into this year, new coordinator in Kellen Moore. They talked about balance, and I saw balance in his offense. So I think uh, I'm not too, you know, down on the Chargers. I just think it was an amazing game. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel is um, an, a wiki coordinator type of cat. Um, So he can definitely draw some things up. And they got it done. And uh, what is he now? Is he 6-3 and three against the spread? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's um, McDaniel is pretty good in this spot as a road dog. So, but I, I'm not down on the charges, though. I thought they played well. Oh, but that defense, though. Another year of that defense. I guess, Mike, uh, I'll let you take it over from there.
1: Uh, I didn't even think about that. But uh, let me start off with saying I did lean. I did lean Dolphins. Dolphins. Um, you guys know I love a revenge game. These two teams actually met on something like Football last year. It was a lot of talk about Herbert versus Tua, and the Chargers kind of smacked them around. Um, you know, the line was Chargers minus three. Come back this year, same thing. But the Dolphins come out and get a win. Like P said, Tyreek Hill, he was awesome. He was spectacular. Um, but now I got to get into the defense thing because I'm irritated. Cause I talked about this with my guys the other day on the um, – Current the past season preview. Is the Chargers head coach not a defensive-minded head coach? Uh Brandon he is. Staley, he's a defensive-minded coach, and the defense has hasn't been good. So, like, what the hell? Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, if you're a defensive-minded coach, like it, it's like I feel like if your offense is gonna be so far, at least like, all right, well, his defensive minded coach, defense is cool, but like, bro, you come out week one, give up 36, like that's at the crib too. Like, that just shows me that you weren't prepared. Like, you know, Tyreek Hill, he's special, but you got to prepare for him. I seen some looks where um, he had J.C. Jackson on the island. I think J.C. Jackson's a good corner but like, you know, after a while, like the yards are starting to rack up and you guys not really doing much to stop it. Like I had 215, like what are we doing? But, yeah, um, I think it's going to be the same old story for the Chargers this year. I, ain't, I don't even want to get into it, but <laughs> Dolphins, shout-out to them, man. They got the win on the road, though.
0: All right, so let's get into our awards. So let's start with MVP of the day. Uh, Pete, who you got?
2: Yeah, I have just what we were just, so, just talking about. Tyreek Hill is my MVP of the day. Um, you know, Tua obviously did special things, but just the <laughs> – just the the ball placement, you know, which was great, but just to be able to get to these certain spots off of the speed, some of these, great, these catches were amazing. Um, and he also won money for, you know, our, our crew today. So uh, over six and a half receptions, he had 11. So Tyree Hill, my MVP of the day.
1: <laughs> Mike, who uh, you got? Brandon you? is my MVP. Um, he balled out today. Um, eight catches, 129 yards, touchdowns. Uh, he had a pretty good game. Um, you know, he also won some money for us as well. Uh, I know Paris gave about those, some props today on Brandon Ayuk, but yeah, he played really good. Um, you know, he 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 kind of took a, a big step at the end of last year. He finally had a thousand yards. Um, so it's looking like you know, early he, he's going to do the same thing again. So he, I'm gonna go Brandon Ayuk, but just ain't want to steal the same thing as P. But you know, because Tyreek Hill was amazing. But I'm gonna go Ayuk today.
2: I have a moral MVP as well. Once you go Jordan, I just want to get to it really quick.
0: So I'm going to do Tariq Hill because he put on an amazing show. You know, he he talked about early in the season he wants to be the first receiver to get 2,000 yards. And, I mean, just to show that, show out week one like that, he might just hit it. I mean, okay. just, he's just amazing. Like, I don't really have too, too much on that. But, I mean, 11 receptions, 215, two touchdowns. I mean, it just doesn't get much better than that from... You know, one of the best wide receivers
2: in the game. So All right. I have a moral MVP here and I'm about to get in a little bit of my bag as I'm going to probably make <laughs> this into a TikTok. <laughs> <or> a <laughs> <wherever>. <laughs> um, my MVP goes to the Washington Commanders ownership. Listen, this is, I feel good. I'm not a Commanders fan. I didn't grow up a Redskins fan. My dad did try to push it on me. It didn't work, but there's things that I know about this culture, about RFK Stadium, about winning championships, 1991. Ni- like, these are. this is a team that won championships, Joe Gibbs era, we know. But I just like to see guys like Clinton Portis and Champ Bailey, you know, back in the scene and everybody really enjoying the win. Um, you know, it's just a lot of good vibes out there, and that's what we should see because— this is a good traditional team, and uh, we won't name his name here, but he was a really bad owner for a long time. So shout-out to the new ownership,
1: Joe Harris, Magic Johnson, all that. Those are my moral MVPs for today. Yeah, I do want to piggyback on that real quick before uh, I get to mine. Um, but, yeah, shout-out before we get to the next category, rather. But, um, yeah, I was in the building, man. It was It was very electric. I walked in there um, uh, as the anthem was going on, and I just, like, the energy was just, I never felt anything like it going to a game. And I went to, you know, quite a few growing up and stuff like that, but it just felt different. And as P said, a lot of alumni were in the building. Um, They even flew in Sonny Jurgensen on the private jet. Um, you know, Clint Porters, Champ Bailey, Champ Bailey, who hasn't been there since um, he played as a member of the Broncos in like two thousand and nine. That was his first time back in there. Uh, RG three was also there as well. Um, you know, good re- reason to be excited um, as far as you know the front office and the new regime coming in, doing what they do. But yeah, I definitely want the piggyback on that P. But yeah, it was it was electric today, man. Good vibes. They they almost fucked around laws, but um, you know, good vibes, <laughs> good vibes,
0: man. We love it. All right uh best game plan mike who
1: you got i'm gonna go with uh one of mike's guys head coach sean McVay and the rams um you know there's a lot of uh, talk about the seahawks last year um for good reason you know what i'm saying they made the playoffs. geno smith was spectacular um great story last year um but the rams is a team that we you know we don't have high expectations for um their best player cooper cup or best offensive player rather cooper cup is already on injury reserve i feel like you know everybody's low on them um, but they came in, took care of business, beating the Seahawks 30 to 13. Um, Matthew Stafford, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he was pretty good through the air, um, throwing for over 300 yards. Um, Kyron Williams, the running back, had a couple touchdowns. Tutu Atwell, um, very, very, uh, very guy short in stature, but he had a good game. Um, but, you know, they just took care of business, control clock, and just, just, they just took over this game. So I, that kind of caught me off guard. Seahawks were also laying four and a half. And the Rams just came in there and took care of business. And, you know, like I said, this is a team we got low expectations for. And they came out and won outright. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Sean McVay, my guy.
2: Yeah, for me, I'm going to stay in the division. And it's going to be Kyle Stanahan. <laughs> Pittsburgh didn't stand a chance. They came out the door looking like they were writing, like, how they were in the division round, how they were, like, storming into the conference championship before Brock Purdy got hurt. This team came out. At one point... The Steelers had like negative six yards mm-hmm. in the quarter. And it was just really bad. Obviously, we know Deontay Johnson went down. Um, you know, we we lost a bet on that as well. But we wish him the help. But yeah, Kyle Shanahan, I mean, they dominated 30 to seven. Brandon IU got involved, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, all the guys. So it is uh, and a lot of people, a lot of sharp people had Pittsburgh this week including myself so Kyle Shanahan it's him for me
0: yeah the same thing I think they just looked this was just like a continuation of last season they came out hot heavy out at the gate um and for a while like we said it looked like Pittsburgh just couldn't stop them for a while, um, Christian McCaffrey with like a 68-yard touchdown to come out out the, out the second half. I mean, Ayuk with the two touchdowns. They just looked like they were rolling. Um, and yeah, I think 49ers would definitely be that team in the NFC you have to keep an eye on. So I also got an honorable mention. I got to shout out my guys and shout out to Dennis Allen and that Saints defense. Three interceptions, zero touchdowns allowed. We're back. We're gonna talk about the offense, but shout out to my defense. <laughs> All right, let's
2: see. And a WTF moment of the week. P who you got? Uh, as I'm looking through the schedule and trying to find the actual moment, I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with your game in, in New Orleans. Ryan Tannehill, WTF <laughs> dude. You can't you can't be that bad with two young guys sitting behind you on the, you know what I mean, on the bench, ready and willing. I don't think that they're that great, but you can't be just giving up three interceptions and all that. Like just throw the ball down, like take the sack. Loose. But that was a bad performance. He's supposed to be an OG. Like the Titans, they have a really good coach, and Mike and Tannehill just seems to be holding them back. So that those three interceptions, twenty-eight points something, QBR. He's my WTF moment of the week.
0: Michael, you yeah, got
2: mine
1: is gonna be. Um, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna actually go to that Broncos and Raiders game that people talking about. Uh, it's gotta be Will Lutz, a former kicker, <laughs> for doing a Saints. A guy missed extra point. In the first quarter, um, guy also missed a field goal. Um, Broncos would have won that game today um, had he not missed that stuff. It's just, I, I hope I'm not seeing what we saw last year from the Broncos, but damn it, it's starting to look like it already, just losing these crazy, these, uh, you know, dramatic games, these close games. Uh, it's looking like it, but yeah, I got to go. Um WTF moment with Will Lutz. Um Broncos also traded a seventh round pick for him. I don't know if the Saints knew he was wise. Him. But
0: so, uh, <laughs> I can but give yeah. you first hand experience that this is the Will Lutz that he has been for the last two, three years. And Pete, you can kind of hear this too. that's the week seventeen, week eighteen game last year where y'all won because he missed two kicks. That's who he is. You know. Yeah. His his agent made a little slip comment when he got traded saying the Saints messed up and all this stuff, but my kicker was 3-for-3 three three and 1-for-1 one on extra points. But, hey, you know, it is what it is.
1: And, and Ben <laughs> old kicker, Brandon McManus, was 5-for-5 five five today. So
0: Let's talk yeah. about it. <laughs> so, my WTF moment goes to DeForest Buckner with the stack, force fumble, fumble recovery, touchdown. That's a good a one. Game against Jacksonville. Like and I say that because – I was watching it, and I still didn't see it happen. All I looked was he sacked Trevor Lawrence, and then he's in the end zone. And everybody on the field is just standing there looking like, what just happened? And the ref's just saying touchdown. Like, I got to give him his props for that. It's a big man. He made the moves, and he just gets my moment for the week.
2: Yeah, I think that's the best one right
1: there.
0: All right. <laughs> that's good. The week one wraps up with the Buffalo Bills taking on the Aaron Rodgers now led New York Jets. Uh, Bills are at minus two over under four and forty five and a half. The Bills are four and two at the spread this season. Excuse me, in season opener since twenty seventeen, thirteen and nine at the spread as a road favorite since twenty seventeen and 19, 17, and 2 at the spread in division games. With the Jets, A-Rod is 9 and 6 at the spread in season openers, 4 and 8 at the spread in division games under head coach Robert Sala, and 5 and 8 at the spread as a home dog. So,
1: guys, what are we expecting from this one? For me, um, I, I might be on the uh, Jets Kool-Aid, man. Pete's going to talk about Hard Knocks as well, I'm sure. But, yeah, I watch Hard Knocks, man, and – uh. Um, this team's kind of growing on me, and I think that's the point of Hard Knocks. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I've seen, like, a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen that. And um, the Jets actually had some close <laughs> games with the Bills last year, and that was with, you know, Mike White and Zach Wilson. So I'm expecting this to be a very competitive game. Um it should be a good one. Um, Bills, I feel like uh, this might be a make or break year for a lot of guys uh, within that team, but um, for the Jets, um I do find this a big year. You get Aaron Rodgers, you already know their window. It's a small window when you get a guy at that age. But like I say, he looks rejuvenated, man. Guy looks youthful out there, guys looking like he's having a lot of fun. But yeah, I think this is gonna be a good game, man. I am leaning the Jets, I will say.
2: Yeah, for me, what I'm uh, looking forward to is just the, you know, kind of, you know, with with Hard Knocks, you're kind of watching it, and then you see the game, and then you kind of review the game after with the team and all that. Sort of a a finale to that, closing to that, into the real season, and I'm expecting the Jets to be the Jets. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whoever you know the Jets to be, that's who I'm expecting them to be. So, um, you know, obviously, they got Aaron Rodgers to be a little better, but. Uh, I'm expecting that, and I want to see how Buffalo bounces back from um awful playoff outing last season with a win and a loss.
0: Yeah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I'm thinking about Buffalo how <laughs> they end of the season, and I've always been someone that's been pretty high on Buffalo, but they consistently kind of just fall flat. And I even think they even lost to the Jets last year where Josh Allen threw like two or three picks in the game. <laughs> And on the other side, you have Aaron Rodgers, and he's another guy. We've seen him at his highest highs, and we've seen him at his lowest lows. And, yeah, I did watch Hard Knocks, and he seems rejuvenated around these young guys. But also, it's a new team, so I feel like, you know, any quarterback is going to feel that way. I mean, look at Matthew Stafford who went to the Rams. Everything was new and shiny, and while that worked out for them, I expect had that expectation for Aaron, Jones, for, um, Aaron Rodgers. I'm with UP. I think the Jets are the Jets, and they're always going to be the Jets. I do think they'll come out maybe hot and heavy, whatever. Well, you know, we'll preview ahead that that uh Broncos game after all that drama this summer, but I don't think they're gonna be, you know, the the New York team like everybody's setting them out to be. But I do like them in this game, if I had to pick. So I, I do think the Jets can pull out a win in this game.
1: I picked the Jets to win a division for disclosure on Curry in the pot. Um, so I, I'm I'm standing on it. <laughs> standing
0: okay. There it is. All right. Let's get into our best best, guys. Uh P, what you got?
2: All right. funny you come to me now because I'm surfing the, uh, to see if I can get the best number like the uh, the sick minded guy that I am with the sports band and stuff. However, um, I think I'm definitely leaning towards the Bills. Uh, it's said minus one and a half in most spots, but I am going to go with um, the Bills team total. I'm going to take the Bills team total under um, shop, shop it around. Um, you know, what I mean it's gonna be some different numbers out there. Let me see right now. I'm looking on bat MGM. They're kind of square. Um, they got 23 and a half under I'm trying to get I'm trying to see 24 and a half. We know 24 is a key number, but I'm gonna do uh, under 23 and a half. You can get that for the Buffalo Bills. You can get that minus 115 on bat MGM. Uh, really my thought is I'm looking at touchdowns given up today. We cashed on Brian Robinson to score a touchdown. We also cashed on um Aaron Jones will score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, 30th and 32nd and 31st in the league last season, Arizona and uh, Chicago. So, but I was looking at that list and the Jets like gave up 1.2, 1.8 touchdowns per on the year per game. I think it's gonna be tough to score against this team, this Jets team, their defense first. I do believe in their defense, just not the offense and the offense online. So I'm gonna take the Bills team total under 23 and a half. I'm going to okay. shop to look for 24 and
0: okay. I like that. What you got,
1: Mike? Uh, for me, uh, I'm going, uh, to another guy, like a Ohio state guy I'm going Garrett Wilson over 67 and a half receiving yards. I shopped around for this one. Um, I saw 69 and a half at most shops, um, just, uh, last year, two games against the bills, um, he had 92 receiving yards. <laughs> And he had 78 receiving yards. So, um, you know, I watch Hard not seem to be Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy. Um, so I'm going to rock with Garrett Wilson's receiving yards over 67 and a half. And that's on the DraftKings minus 130. Right. Putting that in right hey. now, Bucko. Let's go.
0: I am going to take Aaron Rodgers over one and a half TD passes. Hey. Saw so that plus 114, I think. <laughs> And kind of piggyback on what you said, Garrett Wilson, I do think that connections can be special with them too. Ohio State product, you know, I feel about them. Um, Also, he's got his favorite target from Green Bay, Aaron uh, Lazard over there. So Mm -hmm. I think those are two guys that we see in the end zone for him. And I think Rodgers has no problem cashing this over one and a half TDs.
2: That's up next for me.
0: All right. (laughs) All right, guys, that wraps up our week one episode. Hopefully good luck with all y'all bets. And we'll see y'all next week. Yes.